um, official edition of the Ref Pod. Um, ref, ref, what do you call it now? Referee, I have a laugh. I forgot ref, already. You're having a laugh. My name, my name is Wayne, um, and with me on this new journey, um, I'm going to introduce Martin Cassidy, uh, Chief Exec of Ref Support UK, and uh, my uh, crazy little sidekick from up here in Donny, um, Mr. Grassroots, Wayne Baker. So, Martin, do you want to do your own um, kind of intro to the pod? And then well, we'll- the people, people in, the, in the ref game might know I've been, I've been causing a bit of trouble for years since I uh, left the FA and... Uh, and whatnot, and uh, I always wanted to have something that sort of stood out for referees. One of the problems I've always um, said, uh, and I truly believe today, that referees never really had a public voice where they could go back at these like knobheads who give it lows on Twitter and everything else. Yeah. I think you can just, and because referees are actively told not to engage on social media, you know, some of them are getting threatened to be suspended if they say anything on social media. Some referees actually get suspended. For what they say on social media, I just seen this big hole there saying, oh, let's fill it, let's have a pop. And it grew into like a bit of the monster it is today now, where we're having, you know, the last three videos we've put up have had over a one and a half million views. So, you know, we know the content there, we know the engagements there. And I think I'm always getting stick because they're always saying, oh, you never, referees are always accountable, net, no, not accountable, and there's no transparency. When you go back to people and say, well, hang on, let's just let's have a look at this. And, I, and what a turning point recently for me was was when I had to pop at Jurgen Klopp, because for years I've been getting told, "Ah, you're a Liverpool fan, you never have a go at Jurgen Klopp." That's all I ever 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 had. So because when when Jurgen did stuff, two things that I thought was 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 not really good, and I challenged it. Then no Liverpool fan said, "Ah, you're not a real Liverpool fan," even though can't I mean, win, can't can't win, which just sums up what Liverpool's <laughs> like. Do you know what I mean? And and you know, it's some particular. People coming at me, giving me loads purely because I said referee, referees abuse at any any level. There should be points deducted. Well, instantly when that went into um, into Prince, I think it was the Times that ran with it. Um, names. You know the one. You know they won't do that though, don't you? You know that you know the points deduction is never going to happen. Well, but the thing is, it happens in Ireland. Does it? Yeah. yeah but can you and, see? And can you see point, going yeah. off? Can you see them actually? Signing up and agreeing to that in Premier League, you see it happening. Well, to be honest, I, I, I'm not. I don't think it will in the Premier League. I must admit, but that's what happens. With, that's what happens with the, with the asking of the Times and the Telegraph. They thought I was saying deduct Diego and Klopp and Liverpool points for that behaviour. I wasn't. I, I was saying people who behave like that right across football. Let's look at deducting points at grassroots level. You know, it'll it'll it'll, it'll, it'll work. It'll definitely work because. These lads who behave and, and ladies will behave like they do. They get a thirty pound fine. They're back in a couple of weeks. They do it again. It's no deterrent. Where if you say, look, if you've got these knobheads on, on on the sideline, giving giving it loads to referees of all ages, particularly children, let's deduct two points. Watch those clubs take accountability and ownership. The knobheads they have on the line will be abusing referees. And, and I, I'm sure I'm sure we're going to touch a little bit on that as well um, today. And, and, I'll, and I'll speak a little bit about what, how all of us have kind of come to know each other and form this yeah, podcast. Yeah. But one of the one of the the most interesting things you you told me a few weeks ago was about how much money they make from it. And I and mm-hmm. I've told this to loads of people recently about um, the saying, "Oh, you know, fine." You know, we will talk about grassroots over there, not not Premier League grassroots, and you know, opposed to the fines don't work, 30 quid, 40 quid, 50 quid, whatever, they don't work, they keep coming. And what you said was, they don't want it to stop because they're making, what did you say, 9 million quid a year? Through 9 million fines? a year, yeah. 9 million so, conservative. And that isn't me, that isn't me. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm crap at maths. But that's that was published in an article that was verified. By, so they're making uh, 9 million quid a year from little Johnny uh, abusing a ref or some idiot on sideline abusing a ref, they're making 9 million quid a year from it. So you're right. Why would they want it to stop? Why would they want it to stop? It's not within their business interests yeah. for a referee to get on with, with players, fans. And, it's not. And it, and it was um, a lad called Sam Cunningham talks to me about it. He's a, an iPaper journalist, really good journalist, top lad. And he, he, he did it. He, and I just put it all together and said, well, that's why it's not within the interest. I actually said in the paper, which I know upset a few people at the FA who, who talked to me afterwards, I said, the only organisation that makes money out of abuse and violence that I know of is the mafia. Why be? <laughs> do you know what I mean? And 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 that's what we've got to do. We've got to have these analogies that wakes people up. Yeah. I think you know it doesn't. 
Jürgen Klopp, I find, for 80 grand. I think it's half of his pay. Not even that, is it? I was yeah. not going to keep him in, yeah. It's not going to happen, is it? No. So yeah, let me hold you there. Just over there, Nick. I want, I want to bring Wayne in. Um, Wayne Baker. Um, go on, I'll let you do your own intro, mate. You don't need me to do it. Yeah, you can talk about it. The living legend, the man himself. Um, I'm a, I'm a ref. Uh, grassroots, I'm a committee member, I'm a sponsor, I'm a parent coach, um, I am a living legend. Oh wait, uh, you, you forgot presenter, that's your new skill. I'm a presenter, yeah, 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 I'm going to be a star. So, and don't forget, uh, committee member of what? Of, of my club. Uh, grassroots Football Club. <laughs> ah, which is called what? What's it called? Sandal they Beat. are the Sandalbeat Hawks. Yeah. Play to them, shout out to them. So, so let me just tell you quickly, uh, obviously, everybody's tuning in for the first time, we got together by a bit of chance, really, a bit of me chancing my arm. And I'd, I've, I've recently, I'll tell you what I am, I'm, I'm, I'm the chairman of this grassroots club we're talking about. Um, I'm a newest, new up-and-coming filmmaker, hopefully. Uh, I've done radio for seven years. Uh, I've done podcasting before. And this kind of um, referee are you having a laugh podcast, which was all Martin's idea, came about because I pretty much chanced my arm one day. I was, uh, I've, done a, I've done a documentary about grassroots refs, protect and respect. And I've been getting all different people. It's a feature-length documentary. It's not released yet. I will tell you when that's released. You can all go and watch it, wherever it may be. I'm not sure yet. Um, and I I wanted to speak to parents, um, young referees. I wanted to speak to alternative sports, such as rugby. But I needed somebody uh, in Martin's position who'd been, who, who'd been a, a pro ref, who'd done it all, seen it all, uh, was still actively involved in the game. I needed somebody to come on and talk to me and back me up what I was saying and, and give me more. So I, I'm a big fan, and I'm putting this out there. I mean, if we ever get to go on and meet the guy, I, 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 I'd love it. But I'm a big fan of Simon Jordan. And I always listen mm. to TalkSport uh, every morning with him, 10 Wild 1. don't know why I'm plugging them anyway. And Martin, you were on there, weren't you? You were yeah. on there. And I can't, what was the incident that you were on there for? I can't remember. They, they've been brilliant. They've, they've, I've actually been in the studio with Jim White. Simon Jordan wasn't there. I was in there with uh, Jim White and, um, oh my God, I can't remember, ex-player. I can see his face and everything. I was in Trinidad and Tobago with him as well on a football, PFA oh, team. Keown. No, no, no. Murphy. Oh, no. no, my boy loves him as well. Oh my God. Oh, Is he still on now? Yeah, pops on, on, on now again. Pierce. No, no, no. <laughs> anyway, remember him. It'll come to me, it'll come to me. Uh, and it was good. And they've supported us right from where we go. And again, they noticed the gap in the market that no one was going out publicly, yeah. putting the neck on the line. Yeah. And there to get shot at. I'm all right with that, no problem at all. And and get yeah, it discussed. Even some referees who are like big badge collectors, I call them, will never see anything wrong with the FA and what they do. We'll say no, you can't do that. You're, you're you're making us look bad. You know, we shouldn't be saying things like that. You shouldn't be going back at clubs. You shouldn't be going back at Neil Warnock and people like that. And I just said why, and he could answer me. That's how they've been conditioned. So, yeah, but I want to go back to you actually, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on one minute. Hold you. You've got you took you took <laughs> off there, but I love it. I'll come back to it. But what I'm going to say is, I heard you're on there, and oh, the right. FA have been cold shouldering me for for months. I told Wayne, I said I can't get anybody on. The local authority here in Doncaster agreed to come and speak to me and get me referees to come and speak to me. And the FA shut them down. They said they weren't allowed to do it. So I emailed mm. them and said, you know, why? You know, this is nothing sinister. I'm just telling a story, the true story about a grassroots ref, how much it's in decline, how much we're desperate for them from a club perspective because I run one. And there you were. And so I'm running around thinking, I need a pen, need, need a pen and paper. And I got a pen and, and my missus steals all these, but these are like gold dust in my house. So I got it and I'm writing it down. Martin Cassidy, Ref Support UK. Um, anyway, I think I don't think it was that day. I think it was a couple of days after, and I remember, oh, oh shit, that guy. I'll I'll drop him an email. Or no, I found you on Facebook, didn't I? And I messaged you, mm. and you messaged me back pretty much straight away to say, yeah, send me email me details through, and then emailed you details through, and we kind of sorted out. I, I rang you up. We had a good conversation on the phone. We sorted out a date, and Wayne will tell you this. You wore like the I wouldn't say the entire. Um, the documentary, well, it did hinge upon having a person in authority who knew more than what we did on it. And can you remember, we couldn't get you. And I had to ring you because I'm like, oh, he's not, he's not coming, he's not coming. And then we ring you, we got you. And then we had all them technical problems, if you can remember, yeah, we yeah, zoomed. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we got you, and you totally blew us away in the interview. And I'm not even in the film. I'm just doing all, I'm, I'm obviously filming, I'm directing it. 
and Wayne got emotional. <laughs> I did, yeah. Did you see him get emotional at the end? He got is, emotional yeah, with, with what you yeah, said. Yeah, I'll find it back. Yeah. Yeah, but, so, the, but going back to you, let's not talk about me. I'm going back to you, keep saying. The thought impressed me about you when you phoned me was that you said, oh, I was with this football club. The football club seems to be just making loads of money, not care about the kids. I wanted to develop a football club that was dead, dead cheap per month for the kids. Gives them good quality football, good quality, um, you know, environments and everything else. And now I've started with one team. And now I've got, how many you got now? Ten. 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 How many years? Two, two, two years. years. Well, less than two years. Oh, it's just, no, it's, this month is a two-year anniversary of the club. Which is, yeah. which is absolutely phenomenal. So to me, yeah. it's stuff recording me. I'm talking to a real grassroots lad. Then it's all to the other way. And he, what he'd done as a ref, and it was all that stuff that we're really interested in. The grassroots stuff, the, the Premier League stuff, and all that. I'm not really bothered about that. That comes to me because people go, "Why these bastards?" I'm all about helping. You know, those people who who will have have an incident and they can't phone the FA or the county FA. It's on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday morning, or but the, all the offices are closed, which is why it starts up a hotline. You can get hold of us, which is why all well, my social media. Plug it, plug it, plug it. Well, I can, and that's what we do when the first ever hotline we did. I was, no, one, no one was doing a hotline ever. Not a national one. England, Scotland and Wales as well, which we, we did 24-7. We paid money for it to get answered. Uh, 24-7, 365 days a year, even on calls on Boxing Day. If, if it doesn't get taken for whatever reason, it gets transferred to one of the trustees' phones and then we pick it up. And, and having this instant sort of shoulder to cry on or just someone to, to think, actually, it's not me. Yeah. There's loads of people out there who's going through this. I'm not a crap referee. I, I, you know, I might have made mistakes, but you know, and all those little things started snowballing. Where, and then I phoned them back. I, I was what is, the protocol is. I don't take the number. I don't record the number. I don't do nothing unless they say to me, "Oh, you can have my number." Then I phone, if they give me a number, I phone them back a week later, exactly a week to the hour. I do it purposely. A week to the hour. How you zoom, mate? What have you heard since? And they're always like, "Oh my God, thank you for thinking about me." All these little tiny small gestures yes, don't cost money. Just cost time. And that's and I've just well, I feel like I and the trustees have shown the FA and the county FAs you don't need money to give ref support. Yeah, you just don't. No one gets paid any money for most. No one takes any expenses. That's where this has come from. And you know how long you've been going now? How long how long ref support been going for? Ooh, five and a half years, I think. So five so five and a half years. I passed mm. my referee qualification two years ago, and nobody told us about this. Yeah. There was never mm. there was never any. And I'm waiting, I'm sure you'll back me up in a minute with this. There was never any, um, what's the word? Once you'd done it, there was nothing. You were like, you've, you've done it, oh, there you God. go. Get me your five games, um, send them to me, and then you'll be a fully fledged ref. There was nothing about, you know, if somebody calls you a wanker or someone wants to fight you over an eight-year-old getting a penalty and it shouldn't have been, you know, um, then <laughs> just deal with it on your own. John, it's not all was... bad, though, Wayne. Remember, we did get a nice coin. Oh, yeah, well, uh, well actually, <laughs> yeah. uh, actually, they did give me a Fox 40, which were a, that's a revelation a in life. I've upgraded to a My Fox well, 40 is a Sonic, and it's amazing. Yeah. I know. And you know what? People are listening to this like, around referees are thinking, what a bunch of nonsense. So <laughs> <laughs> but, but a Fox 40 is something else, isn't it? And, and, and it's, again, a small gesture. Look what you've remembered. You've got a whistle, even though you're taking a piss a bit. It's these little small... And there is some great county FAs out there. North Rising is a fantastic, absolute... Trailblazer of a county FA, but there's others out there that I I, I engage with. That's nearly always bad bad news. They've said they're going to do something they don't. But what really happened, and I don't want this podcast to go that way. That's why I want it to be like you're, you're having a laugh there, is because the FA have, I'm really seeing signs that the FA nationally really want to do something about it. You know that pod, that um that body cam trial. I was banging my head against the wall for two and a half years. No, 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 no. All I ever got was email back. No, no, no. We, and the, the real one that really pushed me buttons was the head of refereeing at the time emailed and said, the FA have got no appetite for body cams. That was the exact email. I still got it. And I said, well, hang on, that's your, that's you. I haven't got the appetite. Why are you making a unilateral decision for the whole organisation as a whole? You're just one department. But when I started going round them, and then I was going to IFAB, going right to FIFA, and they, they were obviously making noises back. He left. And then David Ellery left, who was another nuisance who I believe was to detriment to referees for decades. All of a sudden, they, they come to me, they start talking to me about it. The approach I fab to become a body cam trial, first in the world. All mute, dead quick. And the, and the noises I've got coming back from them 
is is really positive. I don't want to be part of them. I don't want to be anything of them because that's where the, the referee association went wrong. They take funding off the FA, or they used to. They definitely did because I've got emails to say it. Tens of thousands of pounds a year, and they get gifts. Even this weekend just gone, a thousand of their members got free tickets to the non-league finals day for the FA Vars and FA Trophy. So why, why do their members get those tickets free when there's another 20-odd thousand referees across the country who don't get that chance to get those tickets just because they don't pay a membership of the RA? So there's lots of little things wrong, and I always feel you should be taking gifts off people who you're supposed to be challenging, which is why... Oh, the call to account. Oh, to account. So, so there's a bit, bit, much bigger piece there, but I still want to talk about YouTube because, you know, people... You know, I've done a podcast before. People know what I'm about. But I think what YouTube's done is, is absolute phenomenal. And I, I'm not a religious or not like that. I believe in Christianity, just being a good person, do you know what I mean? don't really believe in God. But what I do believe in is, is fate happens. And when you reached out to me and what we've got, and it was just like, it was just so natural that we all had the same passion about our part of football yeah. and cleaning up the game positively and making a positive change. That You two have been a bit of a gift, if I'm honest. I think I think, we could, uh, I think we could say the same thing back to you, to be honest. So, I mean, that brings me quite nicely, actually, onto... Just plugging the pod a little bit, just talking about what it's about, what we intend to do with it, because we're all really excited about it and see where it could go. And I think we were, I, I had a conversation with you, Mike, the other day, and you said to me, you know, I'm not just going to come on here and stick up for referees. If mm-hmm. referees make a bad call, I'm, I'm quite big enough to say, actually, they've got that one wrong. So for anybody that's listening, thinking all, all they're going to do is bat referees all the time and never call them out, actually, no, we're not. But we are going to be fair. You know, we are gonna we are gonna give it from a, a a fair viewpoint to say, all right, he might have got it wrong, you know, and these might be the reasons why. Uh, but although he ain't got it wrong because of this, and I, and I think what really blew me away about it was um, you obviously saying to me, I've got loads of contacts, um, I'd love to get them on, give give them a voice. And you know, for me, not just as a from a grassroots perspective, from a, a lover of football, and um, I'm a, I'm a massive red like you, Martin. I'm I, I'm so passionate about Liverpool. It's ridiculous. But to hear the other side, I think it benefit referees to have a voice. I think it benefit them to come out and be, and I don't know whether you agree with me or not, to be interviewed after games. And when Howard Webb went on to Sky Sports last Monday, was it? Yeah, and he did the, the talk and he, and he let you listen to all the audio between them. I'm like, do you know, if you played this in games, you won't get half mm-hmm. as much shit as what you did. And it's a bit like rugby, really. I love when rugby stops and you hear them communicating with each other, and you hear them saying why they're making this decision and why they've not made this decision. And there's no there's no grey area. Now, I think the difference being is with football, and I was thinking about this today about when I come on, because I'm, I'm going to ask you about some incidents from this weekend, because I want us to try and stay relevant as well. Oh. Um, and because football, to me, there's loads of grey areas where it's down to interpretation. And I could see things or watch the same thing as you two and we could all three of us have different opinions on what it should be. And I think that's that's what we forget in football is that it's not black and white always. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know what you think, Wayne. We'll have to get a name for you because you both call Wayne, aren't you? Wayne yeah, we've got little, little Wayne and Big Wayne. I'm Little Wayne. I, mean, I thought I, I was Boss bald, Wayne. I'm sick of this bald, big Wayne. Yeah, why don't you say Baldy, Baldy Wayne and Hair Wayne? Yeah, Hair Wayne. What do you think? Well, it's the same. I mean, you know, looking at um, you know the voices for the refs. Also, um, having a bit of a crack back at you know fans. You know, ref, you're having a laugh is one of the most common things I hear when I make a decision. So why not say to anybody that might pipe up, "Oh, he's a shit ref." Say, right, okay, well, you didn't know that chant. You're a shit fan. Um, or you know, why did you have that opinion? Why did you think you're right and the ref was wrong? Or why did you think you know this happened when it shouldn't have? Some of the, an example that Wayne was just about to uh, talk about there, keeping relevant, was like, for example, Van Dyke's offside this weekend. Yeah. Um, it was it was deemed offside because the referee said that the deflection was unintentional. Yeah. So uh, it came off an opposition player, but he didn't play the ball. It deflected. Therefore, it's offside. But on the same day, Ward's goal from um, Fulham, against Palace, did exactly the same thing. And it was onside. Mm-hmm. So you had two scenarios with exactly the same thing happening and two different results. 
and you know, and 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 this is obviously Wayne's grey area. Why isn't there something set in stone? But being a referee, it is your opinion, or it might even be where you're stood. You don't see something, and you can't guess. You're not allowed to guess. You just give what you see. I know, I know. And then what gets thrown at us is oh, they have they have all kinds of cameras and they have 40, 47 views at it, and they still get a friggin' wrong. He's only got two eyes. I think, yeah, I think, yeah, but, well, go on. Oh, sorry, Matt, go on, no, go on. Is that, is that, VARs is a journey that starts with a human and ends with a human. The, 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 the electronics don't make the decision. So yeah. you always get an interpretation of what yeah. you're saying. But, but what, what goes wrong, and this is why, and I would love to answer more uh, on, on Twitter. But straight away, they, got, they go, it's corruption, it's corruption. They're the worst in the world. It's corrupting it. You're like, yeah. fuck. Yeah. And then I'm not engaging. Some people come to me and go, look, look, there's a vapor. There's a vapor. Blah, blah, blah. And, say, and I say, well, listen, I think he's got it wrong. I've done it loads of times. And then it means you go, you, you never say that wrong. And then when you do, you say, you do say you're wrong. They say, well, what are you going to do about it? You think, what yeah. can I do with my Twitter account? Absolutely. <laughs> I would web and say, get it sorted. There's no, there's no like, there's no leeway of the player's mistake. You know, they're always Liverpool fans, particularly, are coming at me saying, Look at this, what's happened with Salah? Look what's happened. Negating for years that Salah was the one that was booked the most for diving or, or was accused of diving and all the diving that went on for ages for Salah. And now they're going the other way. Oh, he doesn't get any free kicks. <laughs> say, well, actually, could that be because for years he was, he was like, you know, accused of being a diver? They always, they always forget all that. And that's just that's not Liverpool. And I hate, honestly, God, I'm up Liverpool this weekend. They've got a big family too this weekend. And um, you better, you better watch what you say, mate. I, I, I mean, my brothers, a big family, brothers are battering me. Then their mates are saying, Tell your brothers to shut up. <laughs> but it wasn't a Jurgen Klopp thing, it wasn't. And, and I, I love Jurgen Klopp and I love Liverpool Football Club. I had no choice, I was born and bred in Anfield. Do you know what I mean? I was minded cars for people who were going to the game as a kid. Do you know what football and everything was my life? And, and it does hurt to see Jurgen Klopp behaving like this. When and then they accuse its passion. Paisley wasn't like that. Shankly wasn't like that. Tagrish wasn't like that. Joe Fagan wasn't like that. Ronnie Moran wasn't like that. You're telling me they weren't as passionate and as committed to the course as Jürgen Klopp is. Of course they were, but they weren't acting like he acts. So that's why I don't buy it. I don't buy that side of Jürgen. So what? What? Why? Why then? Why now? What? Why now? What? Why is he like that? Well, what? Yeah, not just him. I mean, you look at it. Yeah. Some of them, you just like. Well, it just. You can't believe what you see sometimes, can you? Why? 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 I mean, Arteta's another one for me. I I, I can't stand watching him on a sideline. He makes me want to saw my TV, you know. Yeah, I'm Pep's the same. Pep's the same. Yeah. But then they've all forget if you if you look at what happens, people will come at me and saying, "You're a disgrace. You should be at Arsenal Liverpool again. You rat. You rat." Purely because I had an opinion on Klopp that wasn't the same as theirs. I as a, I got I got hijacked on Talksport because they invited me on. I was on the, on the radio live. Tim White and Simon Jordan. And, and I was because I'd been given Neil Warner clothes when he was manager in Middlesbrough. But I said, he's, he's, he's a pantomime character. He needs to be binge. He needs to bin him because people are comicking his behavior, comic, um, copying his behavior at a grassroots level. And then kids have got to deal with that normal yeah. behavior. So, so they come on. So I'm talking and talking and talking. He said, let's go to the adverts. Normally, when you go to the adverts, they say, oh, thanks, Matt. Get, get you on next time. He said, can he stay on? So I'm, I'm there, and it's breaking. I'm thinking, this doesn't normally happen. I think, what's going on here? Well, that's going well. So they start, and it goes, oh, man, I'm used to it. And he read out what I said about Neil Warnock. He's, a, he, he's, he's an embarrassment to the club. Don't understand why clubs employ people like him. Martin, what, if you ever could, could meet Neil Warnock, what would you say? And I'd say, I'd tell the same. He goes, good, he's on the other line. Neil Warnock is Martin Cassidy. <laughs> I jumped me live on here. I had no idea. And I thought, oh, God's all ice. What do we do here? So I just said, look, you know, and, and you've got to have a bit of respect for what he's achieved in the game. Let's be honest. He is, he is, he is a nuisance, but so I said, look, you know, you got to do with my what you've done in the game to a certain extent, but you've got to admit that, blah, blah. And so this, this argument happened live on in, and it totally backfires on him, I believe, because he, 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 I said to him, Charlie Adams, channel Charlie Austin, it was Charlie, I say it's Charlie Adams. Charlie Adams was a Liverpool player, wasn't he? Charlie Austin. It was yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Charlie Charlie Austin. Austin. yeah, yeah, he were a Warnock player, Charlie Austin, yeah. So Charlie Austin, the dead butted a Middlesbrough player, and the referee said he, he 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 had a good view of it. it wasn't I think it was a head butt, I agree. 
you never sent him off. So Warner goes on a pitch, does the pantomime antics, and has a go at the referee for not sending the Charlie Austin off, Claire Butner's player. He doesn't have a go at Charlie Austin. He was the person who had Ed Butter So I said, why did you go after the referee? You never had Butter anyone. If you're, if you're so angry, go after the player. But he didn't go after the player. The player would probably have a go on back and say, you saw this, do you mean, with the referees? Don't. So he wouldn't have that. He wouldn't have that. And so lots of these little things I've been doing for, against managers and putting it out. The Warnocks, the Peps, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. I got accused of having to go with Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. It was in the papers on the radio. And then they all said, oh, it's because you're a scouser. So now I have a go at Jürgen Klopp. <laughs> so I just can't win. So I know I'm never going to win. But what they all do, even the people who, who hate what I do, they're getting it discussed. Yeah. Whether they're having a pop and, and swearing and no one used to discuss what goes on with referees because it was all desensitised and everyone. So no matter what they do, that's why our, our Twitter accounts, one of the highest, if not the highest Twitter account for referees, it's got millions of engagements because we talk about things that people who are in the refereeing game don't normally want to engage with. And that's where we've gone with it. And that's what you two, what you two are doing, coming from, it, from the point of view you have, is just so refreshing because... You are prepared to talk about it and you're still involved in the game as a yeah. participant. I don't register anymore. So the FA's got no control over me. I, uh, I, 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 coming back to, it's really interesting what you said there. And I, I do, before I go on to my next point, I do think it's really poor that TalkSpot dropped Trinity like that. I, I know you're not bothered, but I would have been livid. Though. I'd have been calm in the moment, but when it had finished, I think I'd have been absolutely livid. Honestly, I was alright about it. And yeah, but I, I mean, I, I know you stand behind what you're saying, but I mean, just just to drop in like that, I mean, it's just, it, I mean, I know why they do it. They do it for radio, not they do it for ratings. Yeah, then they, they can put the little clips out there, can't they? Saying, oh, you know, um, one confronts uh, yeah. chief exec, uh, whatever, you know, ref support UK and blah blah blah. But yeah, anyway, co- coming back to the grassroots thing, and I think what what made me do it, and I wanted to make um, a film. Um, I wanted to, what I wanted to do is I wanted to do I wanted to do about four or five parts of grassroots really and I wanted to focus on every single area I wanted to focus I wanted to focus on a parent and a player relationship I wanted to follow him you know not just in football but school runs and getting him home and preparing and weekends coming up and training and getting to training and back and getting into games and I wanted to do the, the whole thing because I, what I said is about and, I, and Wayne before he before he came to my club, was a parent. He wasn't involved in in any way, shape, or form at the old club before he came over. Not even interested in football. And I said that grassroots is more than just a game of football. There's so much more to it. And I think if you look at, and I'll give you my club as an example of that. And I always said that you know it was as important that I had parents on board as well as players, because nothing happens without the parents. Also, but also what I wanted to create was an atmosphere. And an environment that everybody felt safe, everybody felt included, everybody felt welcome. And from my first year of doing it and taking it over, and we only we only had my team to start with. Um, we did a and I, and I've got I've got lads from all different backgrounds, you know, Muslims, uh, Sikhs, Christians, um, and the parents and some of the parents have come from them countries. And we did a massive day on the field. We did a massive um, like a like a oh, sports nice. day in the summer. And everybody brought all the different food and everybody really? was mixing. Yeah, and it was just amazing. You know, some people drank, some people did drink, but what everybody did, well, laugh and smile. And I'm like, I'm onto something here. I'm winning and I feel good about it. So then Wayne's team came on board. We got two more. And like I said, this year we're going to have 10 teams going down there. But it, there's so much more to it. And parents, I want to come on, along for the ride. The kids obviously come along for the ride. The coaches, we, I mean, Wayne will tell you, we have a massive, vibrant coaches chat where. We've all created new friendships. We have a new group of lads, mates that we, and, and there's a couple of women in there as well. And, and, and you have the banter and you have all the football stuff. Then you have your serious stuff. Then you'd all get together. My lads won the league a few few weeks ago. We had to win on final game of the season and we did with 1 0. And Wayne made sure everybody came down from club. Honestly, a grassroots game, there must have been 500 people watching. It, yeah. it, 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 was, it was mental. And it, so grassroots is so powerful. But at the same time, what may be good to referees, coming back to my point, is it's so fragile. And people don't understand how fragile it is. And what I mean by that is, there's a shitload of people that are putting hours. And I mean, I'll give it, I'll give it me, for example, right? Without all the stuff of running the club, I've had a phone call today off of a woman, who, 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 her son, we got rid of him out of the club because he tried to stab somebody on a field near here and we, we had video footage of it. Anyway, but that's another story. That's in addition to 
I train two hours tomorrow night. I've trained two hours Saturday morning, and then there's game Sunday, and then I'm taking my lads to watch a game of football on Saturday. There's a Legends Liverpool Legends game on on at Rovers Ground, and what I mean is there's so many people that put their heart and soul into it and don't get any money. So all my coaches, even me who runs a club, doesn't have any money out of the club. We charge really low subs. It's less than a tenner a month, but we provide them with home kit, away kit, training kit, all the equipment, all the referees, all the pitches, everything. We, we, for what we provide, we're cheapest in Donny. I don't know anybody that's beating us. And behind all that, and the, the not the glue, but the cherry on the cake that makes it all work on a Sunday, everything you've trained for is for that Sunday morning. Everything. Everything you put in, all the all the, the 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 days where you do where you take them away for team building days, you're doing that team building to make them a better team for that Sunday morning. So when that Sunday morning comes, if you haven't got a referee, you ain't got a game. And people don't understand that. And when you turn up, and I love refing, Wayne loves refing. When you turn up to ref, and we talk about we've been talking about professional referees getting it wrong. I ain't a professional referee. Neither's Wayne. I ain't got cameras. Sometimes I don't even have linos. I have to judge everything that I can see in one shot and give an honest verdict in a split second. And I've been... I mean, one guy wanted to fight me on a for an under-8s game. So we're talking seven- and eight-year-old kids. Wanted to fight me because I didn't give a free kick that I didn't think was a free kick. And he was literally coming onto the pitch and saying, I can't what he said to me now. He was literally screaming at me. And I had, to, I had to blow up and call him over. And he, like, raced towards you know. And I'm like, what are you doing? This is seven, eight football. It doesn't even matter what the score is. The, the, league, the leagues are not published. And what you saw isn't what I saw. So it wasn't a free kick. But that, if I'd have been not less of a person, confrontation doesn't bother me. There's people out there that confrontation does bother. And if that had happened to them, they'd be gone. And there'll be a lot of referees where that'll happen and it'll be gone. I've got a, I've, I've asked parents in my club to, as Wayne will know, to ref. Nobody will step forward. Yet this year, we had a 14-year-old girl step forward to do a training. She's done a training. She's doing a refereeing. And guess what? Some of, one of these parents actually approached me and moaned about her. A bloke yeah. moaned about her. And I said, I'm not listening. I'm not listening to you. Because, all right, she might not be the best referee in the world, but she's having a go. And she's got a bigger pair of balls than you, you have. As you could have done she's it. She's up there doing it, yeah, and yeah, all yeah, you're yeah. doing is moaning. Mm-hmm. And people don't realise that idiots like that, and the guy probably knows if he listens now, but I'm not bothered about you know, <laughs> what it's, what it's, Idiots like that will then, and she didn't ref for ages after that game. She didn't ref, and we had to talk her back into it and try to build up a confidence. And it's idiots like that that stop people re refing. Now, look, I, I manage, I've got a team. I get frustrated with, co- with referees and, and I might go, oh, ref, come on. But there's one thing doing that. You had a go with me once. <laughs> yeah, but there's one thing doing that, asking yeah, you about a decision. There's an, no, he's right. I do it. I'll say, you know, what will, I'll ask him, what were that for? What, why have we not got this? Would I never, ever criticise or threaten a referee like you see? And when it's a young girl, you just got to go, she's trying her best. And idiots like this, why we can't get a re- we cannot get refs at minute. We've got four referees at my club: me, Wayne, the guy called Dan, and another guy called Chess. Four referees. We all coach, so after we've coached the games, we have to go for ref games because we cannot get refs because idiots will not stop abusing them. You know, it's it's nuts. And so that's anyway. Come back to it. That is why the grassroots um, documentary that Yuri Martin and Wayne's presenting uh, that I made is important, and we've got some really really. Good stuff in there. Um, you know, we've got your view, we've got Wayne's view, we've got a young referee's view, we've got um, parents, we've got rugby rugby views. When you're out there, I want as many people who's into football as I can to watch it because I want you to see over that fence. I want you to see what it looks like from a referee's perspective. I want to see how you make 14-year-old kids feel when you tell them yeah. that they're fucking shite and they're not good at the job and they're a disgrace. I want you to see how that affects them and I want you to see mm. how it affects the parents and how it makes them feel. And yeah. people don't get it. And we're living in a time at minute, and I don't want to go down all the political route, but I've never lived or know of a time that's been as bad as what we are. And rather than people coming together and taking it out on the forces that are causing us all this grief, we're turning inwards, which is what they want. And we've got to stop. And it has to start somewhere. And football is so integrated with a community that what you see in a community is on a sideline. 
And it can't. It just can't happen. You want your little kid to play football. Then you, you might not like all the decisions you make, but you can't be threatening and abusing. You, you've got to stop. Because if you don't, there'll be no refs and there'll be no games. And that is, that's the truth. That's not, that's not me making stuff up. That is the truth. Who was the one that was... Which Wayne was it? Was it... I'm going to call you with the Wayne with the hair, Waz. I'm going to call Waz. you without the hair, Wayne. Wayne, when 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 you see it, and and you're you're out there, do you see any referees when you you, you do games away from from wherever you are, and they're wearing like an armband to say that they're under the age of eighteen? Do you see much of that up your way? No, um, my my. 14-year-old son's just signed up to do the ref course. He's, um, he's doing all the online stuff at the minute. And I'm already ordering him a yellow band. Um, mm-hmm. I want him to wear the yellow band. And I, I think it's really vital that the youngsters wear the yellow bands. It should be something that's given to them you know, at the course. And it isn't. And it's not being pushed enough to warn parents or you know, people on the side. Keep your gob shut. This is a child. You know, um, you know, it's the reason why we're all here anyway. It's for the kids. We want them to be healthy and safe and happy. One of these kids that we were talking to, his first ever game, he made a call. He even said it himself. He didn't think it were a great call. Surrounded by coaches and everybody, a 14-year-old boy, you know, surrounded by grown men, mouthing him off. So if it had a yellow band, it might have made some kind of difference. If it had had a body cam, it'd have made a world of difference. I know, I know, I know, I know. And, and was it you that came up with this protect and respect? Or was it you, was? It was, it was me. Protect and respect. I yeah. think that's absolutely brilliant. <clears throat> I think that is absolutely brilliant. The work of respect has been sort of devalued. The way the respect campaign yeah. has been an absolute unmitigating failure. Um, that you know, I don't think we should use the word now. I just think like it's almost like Brexit. It's a weird. Yeah. It's just got a different, a different take on what it actually was meant to be. And and protect and respect, I think, just is something that is is a real great way of looking at it. But the reason I mentioned the uh, the armband, this is my my take on it. Why do we need to identify a child? Well, to stop them getting abuse. And we've got some county FAs who do armbands. We've got some county FAs. Because they're all, they're all so competitive with each other. Well, not all. A lot of them are. Or because because X County FA is you use an armband, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to use a different colour armband or a different shirt. So you've got these different ways of identifying children who are referees. You've got green socks. I think Worcester do green socks. You've got a purple shirt, which I think head of the chair to a purple shirt or Gloucester shirt. You've got armbands that Manchester do are yellow. Some use them that are white. But my biggest problem is it. No one's doing the same thing. What's the FA have never led on it and said, yeah, there's 44, there's 54, whatever there's county of A's, including the armies and all them. You're all going to do this. You're all going to do this. Whatever that is, all wear a bloody hat or do whatever. But there's not. And that was a massive mistrickling. Because when you wear a purple shirt, um, what happens if there's a, if there's a, a colour clash? Straight away, you got a problem. Yeah. Some of them haven't got pockets in. It's just like a, a round neck T-shirt. So there's other problems with that. Why didn't they all just go armbands? Didn't get a sponsor for it, like nationwide were doing stuff. Pay, do it free. But this, that's what dumb me head in, is the fact. And then they brought in, I don't know if you know this, into the discipline process. If you get charged if a young referee reports you for abuse or worse, and they were wearing an armband or a purple shirt or green socks to identify them as a child, they can mitigate that and it becomes more of a serious offence. Which I think is a good move. I think it's good. Yeah. Move. You've got to have these things, then that's use them to punish people who do it. But they're still not looking at officially not looking at points deduction, like I said earlier. But I'm hearing there's these sort of steering committees being created in the corridors of PO Box 1966 to look at this. That's what I'm hearing. And then when Ireland's got in touch with me, the uh, uh, Football Association of Ireland said, Oh, by the way, do you know that we've already got points deduction? Uh, someone ran on a pitch and kicked a referee in the ribs, broke his ribs. Uh, got five years or whatever, it should be in lifetime. But the team got deducted 10 points. And I said, whoa, 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 give me the, give me the info on that. And it's all there in, this, in their policies, procedures and processes. If you do this, you get points deducted. So do it over here. Yeah. Do, do, do it over here. Have a trial, do whatever you want. And when I talk to leagues, like the Shield Station Western League down here, good level of football, they, they come up publicly and said, we'll, we'll, we'll 
we, we will be part of a body camp pilot as a, as a league if you want to do it. That that changed the landscape because the league said, well, we'll do it. So the FA have got, well, got Martin Casty and Ref Support UK going to a bleeding body camp trial. Most referees are going, that's a good idea. Then we've got leagues coming out saying, we, we'll, we'll, we'll have a go. We think something needs to be done. It all, the landscape changed. And I think if clubs and, like yourselves, the real positive clubs and leagues got together and said, I think points deduction is, is, a, is a good idea. I think it'll start to move. Where is it? Yeah, I think I think it's the only thing that'll work um, because I think um, I mean I think we're really proactive in in any you know if any of our coaches come back or referees come back and say you know this parent's been like this or and if it's from our club then we go and speak to them I go and speak to Mark like I say with that guy I, I've been and spoke to him uh, I won't have it uh, yeah. I won't have I won't have loads of stuff on sideline um, other stuff as well even even shouting instructions even shouting instructions especially to younger kids because they're literally kids spinning around in circles because you've got a coach saying one thing. And a parent saying another, and little Johnny's spinning around because he don't know who to mm. listen to, you know. So I think mm. I always say to, to my parents, come down, encourage, cheer on, but absolutely never instruct. Do not instruct a player. That's why you bring your kid down here to be coached by us. Because if you're telling him to go do one thing, chances are that's totally different to what coach wants to do. You might think that that coach wants him to press the ball or wants him to stay back, and actually, you know, the coach might want the opposite to what you do, and then it messes everything up. So I think everything from a sideline perspective um, needs to be be reined in, but I, I won't have it at mine. And I, we actually, and I'll tell you the story, actually. <coughs> we had a we had an incident with, I'll be listening to this as well, I love it, uh, Ches, who's my, he's my assistant for my team, um, and he's, um, he's also one of our refs. And we had a massive incident um, in our first season. And you won't believe it when I tell you this. It was an under-15s game, and Ches were reffing it, and they were from a, a, a local area not far from where we are. And some of the fans, bearing in mind it were, a, it were a really kickoff, I think it were an half, nine, ten o'clock kickoff. Some of the fans s- secretly brought a crate of Fosters to the field, you know, parents. And they nailed this crate of Fosters between about three of them in, in, the, in the first half. So they was absolutely smashed. And um, there were a really bad tackle in the second half. And. Um, Chesney and Blue, but before he could even get to him, they were scrapping these two kids or fighting. So they started fighting. Then what do you think these pistol parents did? So they came on pitch. So they were trying to fight players and then coach came around. So I stood up on my next pitch, turned around, thinking, what the hell's going off there? Ran over, um, tell my my mate, my ref, make sure he were all right, split them all up, get these parents. What are are these parents? As soon as I got there, I knew that they were pissed. I knew it. And I'm trying to get them off, and they're, they're wanting to fight my coach at time with us. And I'm, I'm saying, you know, you're a disgrace. This is kids' football. And then see the empty creative fosters as well. And yes. when I'm, when I'm, we got them all off, and the point I'm trying to make, you know, I'm going to Liverpool to get to London a little bit. But one <laughs> of our, one of our coaches, a new coach who was due to take over on the sevens team, started effing and jeffing. at me, saying it, it was referees' fault. It was referees' fault. I said, what do you mean it was referees' fault? <laughs> If he'd have red carded him, that wouldn't have happened. I said, hold on a minute. He blew a whistle. Before he could get over to card anybody, they were already scrapping. You're already on, yeah, 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 yeah. All parents are on pitch. What do you want to do? Red red card all parents, send them all off. How's that going to work? And he would be mad. And having to go and say, he's a shit ref, he's this, he's not controlled it, he's been shite all game, blah, 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 blah. I lost my mind. Can't remember what I said. A few home truths. When I got home, because my game were about to start, got home. Addressed it in, in our coach's chat. Got rid of him. Got rid of him. I said, under no circumstances do I have any... I said, my refs do the best they can. They all work hard. We don't have enough. And I certainly won't have coaches, especially new ones, come down and start having to go at my refs in front of everybody. I said, I'm not having We don't even charge. See you later. We don't even charge. We do this for free. Yeah, yeah, we... Yeah, we don't, you, don't, you, all, you don't get a fee for refereeing. I, no, I can well, if I want it, but I choose yeah. not to have it. So all oh, me... Wayne, Ches, and Dan, none of us take money out of the club. So we, we all do it. For, this is another thing. We do it for free. So not only are we coaching kids and we're dealing with the stress of, of, of running a team, when that's done or before, we'll, we'll be off refereeing. Same, right. yeah, I, I, we don't, we, all the trustees, um, we don't even claim expenses. We don't have a free, I don't get paid nothing. I've got my own, my own job to do everything else. It's like a passion for us. Mm-hmm. And um, 
all the radio interviews I've done, telly interviews, paper, in, in, all the articles, never, ever, ever charged one bean. Because I always felt, well, I'm as bad as the FA, I'm making money out of talking about abuse. But more and more people coming out to me saying, no, 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 listen, listen, you're going through that angle. You're getting a disgust, you should get something. Whereas I'm saying, we as in the charity, not me personally, where we can do it. So, of course, as we've said, we're working with the Met Police to the, to give 12 young offenders, um, we're going to put them on a course, we're going to pay for it. So I've accidentally thrown into this model where other people are coming forward saying, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll pay towards that, I'll pay towards that. So now I'm going to go to every big city across the UK and see if I can work with all those police forces or other organisations to get these young offenders to give them a chance. Because like I said, it's been well documented that I was, I was the, the kid that was always going to go astray. I did everything wrong as a, as a, as a teenager. No one had, all the lads I knocked around with, I'll see them all this weekend when I'm in Liverpool. Can't believe that the way I've gone, the way I've got my life sorted out. And I, I had to move away from Liverpool to get my head back together. I moved away 30 odd years ago. If, if you drew a bad kid, I was it. I was it. I was everything. I was in, always getting trouble with the police. Always up to no, no good. Dabbled with drugs. Was, was very violent, naturally violent. Was a dad before I was 16. Everything wrong. Everything wrong. My daughter, my daughter's 40 this year. You see what I mean? Really? Yeah, I've got six grandchildren. So stuff I do, one of them, funny enough, is the LFC Foundation approached me about going into prisons and talking to people about, I've got this talk where I say, don't make your problems a weight, make it a sale. Let it push you on, not drag you down. So then when I see all these people who are giving it loads and all that, and I say, well, if that was in a pub, you definitely wouldn't say that to me. 100% no. wouldn't say that to me. Yeah, you would only, you'd only tweet it because it's a tweet. But if we were faced that you definitely, 100%, would not say that to me. And I've said, when I was refereeing, I remember a lad said, you can't say that to me. Are you threatening me, ref? He called me the CUNT. It was the last minute of the game and Everett was going swimmingly. I thought, I'm not going to bid him. I'm not going to bid him. No one hears it. It's just me and him. And I said, I promise you, I promise you, if it was in the in the pub, I'd be fighting with you now. Mm. So don't say that to me. And you know I won't do it. And I said, look, just don't. And I did it so many times that I said, do us a favour, mate. Would you say that to me in the pub or the game in the pool? And and if you if you won't shut up, yeah. And that, and it's those sorts of conversations that the FA would never want the referee to do. The thing sometimes, is, sometimes well, I mean, that language. I mean, you got to have that sort of not language as in swearing. That sort of language level. That sort of what's the word I'm looking for? That sort of dialect. You got to yeah, speak yeah, their language. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting it like how this um, helping the young offenders can change lives and how it changes, but it can happen to older people as well. I mean, look at me. I, you know, I'm knocking fifty. Five years ago, I wasn't involved in football at all. My little boy decided he wanted to play. And I'm like, well, where have you got that from? Because it's not from me. Took him to watch football, winds up, he's pretty good at it. And slowly but surely, I'm, you know, I've lost weight. I stopped drinking. Um, I wanted to see all these games. Then I joined up with Wayne uh, in the club. And it's like loads of people saying, oh, you'd be a great coach. You'd be a great ref. You're really great with these kids. Love it. Giving me fresh purpose. You know, um, it's I've saved me, your life, haven't I? You have, you know, it's <laughs> a little bit, maybe. You've enhanced <laughs> it, you've enriched <laughs> it. Um, but it's given me more purpose. And now, you know, it consumes hours and hours of my time, you know, training and thinking of drills and just, you know, learning more about the game and stuff like that. But what I'm giving back and what it's done for me and my family and the bond it's made with my, you know, with my boy, it, it's. So it, it can improve and put you in a great direction when you're young, but it can do loads when you're older as well. And I could not recommend grassroots anymore to anybody but to get into it. But you know what? I think that's a really good way to end this episode, don't you, Boz? Fantastic. Oh, I, I, I do and I, do I don't, you know, because I, 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 want, <laughs> I, I want to cover a couple of things here before we go, actually. Um, in, in relation to this weekend, just, just thinking ahead. Um, which will take us a few minutes, and it's the last game of, of, of this Premier League season this weekend. And I wanted to ask you both about a the relegation battle, and is there any chance that Liverpool are going to make the top four? <laughs> just just the slimmest chance. But it can only be, and, and it's funny because obviously it relates to Liverpool. Uh, well, it doesn't relate to Everton, but they're from Liverpool. Are they going down or are they staying up? Martin. I don't think so. Do you know what? I um, I 
I think they're going to go down. You really? Yeah, and I've got loads of Evertonian mates. I think I think it'd be squeaky bum time for them if it's nil nil at half time, uh, or worse, because I think they could implode. And I've heard that Calvert Lewin is not looking hopeful to play, and I'm I'm not I don't know. You see, I could see both Leeds and Leicester winning the last games, um, which you would see them... Leeds will beat Tottenham. I think I think that there's a possibility. But I, I think Tottenham would on the beach already. Tottenham yeah. on the beach already. I reckon. But I think Leicester. I think Leicester. I think Leicester home to West Ham. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Everton home to to Bournemouth. Bournemouth, and I think I think out of the three games, I think that's probably the toughest out of the three. I know you, I know Spurs technically, and you know if you look at on paper, are the stronger side. But like you just said, Martin, they are in a bit of a um, well, they're asleep, aren't they? They've been asleep mm. for the last three months, mm. um, and I I I just I, I think if Leeds crowds up, I think if Leeds get an early goal, you never know. But I I just feel that Leicester are going to beat West Ham. Mm. And then I think it's, it all depends on whether... I mean, if, if, if Leicester do beat West Ham, Everton have got to get a win. A draw's not enough. So... Mm-hmm. I don't so want Everton to go down. I don't want it. I've got, I've got some really good mates. I showed you those things, you know, those memorabilia stuff. Yeah. We make business. He's a massive Evertonian. Absolutely massive Evertonian. Really tough lad. Me, members of my family are Evertonians. And we're not all, we're not all Reds. And, 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 and I don't want it to go down. But do you know what? They've been... They've there been there able about. to go down for years, haven't they? And I think, I think for that club, I think, I think, I think you almost need to go down. What's a reset? Yeah, Learn to reset. The almost like you know, you had the toothache. You want to get me tooth, me tooth out? Do you know what I mean? Get it reset and, and go and blast that league with a fantastic stadium if it's going to be finished next season. I don't know, but <laughs> but I just think, and again, when you look at all these clubs who were historically big clubs, but not viewed as big clubs now, like the Everton, the Leeds. They need to be in the Premier League. We we need them to be in the Premier League. We need the Evans. We need the Leeds. Yeah, you know, yeah. Some clubs in there that need to be in there, don't they? And I yeah. think Everton is one of them. We've got a lot of people in club and a lot of people are mates. We're big Chef Wednesday fans, and I hope they I hope they win on Monday. I hope they come up to Championship, and I'd like mm. to see them come up again because I think they're they're another big club uh, that have been kind of asleep for years. But coming back to this, I I do think Everton will probably draw, and I think Leicester will win, and I think it'll mean that Leicester will. I'll finish 17th, and I, and I think, for me, I'm going to say, I think Everton leads and Southampton are down. Mm. What do you reckon, Wayne? I reckon Leicester and Leeds are down. Who? Leicester and Leeds. Right. I'm just going with Everton. I'm going Everton. So, the, Everton, the do you reckon Everton? Well, who's out of the other two, then? Who, who's staying up? Leeds or Leicester? Leeds. Leeds? I reckon they beat Tottenham. Well, and Leicester failed to get a result against West Ham. Yeah. I don't. Th- I don't think Leeds and Leicester will win. I don't. I think they'll lose both their games. I, I can't see. I can't see Leeds beating Tottenham. Not after the last one. And I certainly don't think uh, Leicester are going to beat West Ham. I just. I, I don't know. I just can't see it. So I reckon two, you might be two, right, Wayne. I reckon Everton yeah. might lose a draw. It's going to be a tough game against Bournemouth. But I, I don't think Everton are going down this year. So mm. finally, am I you going to slip up? Hopefully, Chelsea. Squeaky bump time, then full of last game of the season. One all draw. Hmm. Well, Which, yeah. I, I, the the <laughs> people are thinking typical what Evans to go down Liverpool to, to to get up to the Champions League, but I don't I don't I don't think Liverpool will. No. It's more or less done I, it. More or less done yeah. It, like, with, with I think, on TV. Yeah, I think Saturday killed it, didn't it? Really. Yeah, um, I, I do. But but one thing I'd like to say: all the match officials that are doing those games. That's as big as the top of the table clashes, as I say, but they're the biggest games of the week because the league's sorted out, isn't it? City yeah. won it. But they're all going to go to, Liverpool aren't going to get in there to the Champions League. The biggest games this week are the ones at the bottom. They're the biggest, biggest, biggest yeah, games. Yeah. yeah. They're the ones where you see, I don't know. Do you know what? I was going to look at the referees' appointments for those games, but I haven't done it. So it'd be interesting to see who's refereeing those games. Yeah, those I was going to all last week. So, uh, uh, so as, as, we're, as, we're, as we wrap up the first, and a little bit about, and it really, we'll wrap this up really quick. We've got loads coming for you over the course of the next weeks, months. Um, we we're, we're really interested in getting some people on. I won't reveal just yet. Martin, you're already working on on a few biggies on that. You've told me about one, which is really exciting. Um, so we're going to get some referees on, ex-pro referees, um, to give them a voice, really, to, to to tell their side, and then obviously we can ask them questions that, that maybe you guys want to ask. So if there's anything that when these when these come about, 
you want to get involved, you want to talk to us, you want us to ask some questions forward and we'll, we'll reveal when we get the, the people on before we do the pod. I need to let you know about where you can where you can interact um, with the pod. So I've just set up today. It's all fresh, but I'm going to work on this for the next few days. So we're on Facebook, we're on TikTok, we're on Instagram, and we're on Twitter. And it's all under the same name. It's The Ref Pod. It's literally that. All one word, The Ref Pod. So if you want to get in touch with us, start following, start subscribing on there, and then you'll be uh, aware of when, when and where we release all the, the new podcasts. The podcasts are going to be going out on every platform that's available to you. We're also going to be setting up um, a YouTube channel so you can look at our ugly mugs if you really wanted to. I want to get some guests on that. might be more interesting for you. But mm-hmm. that's going to be on YouTube. So, again, uh, this is the only one not sold today, by the way, but I'm sure I'll be able to get this one sorted out. I'm going to look at calling that the ref pod as well, so you can subscribe, so the video is going to be available on there. Please spread the word. Please put it about there. Um, this is the first one. It's a pilot one. We're kind of feeling his feet with it a little bit as well, but I guarantee we're going to have some big stuff coming up, and it's going to be totally different to anything you've heard out there in terms of what angle we're coming at. Now, we've already said there's not going to be a bias towards referees. You know, we'll question decisions if if we feel the need to be questions but what we want to do is we want to give them a voice and I think if you're a massive football fan like we are then hearing referees have their voice and their opinions on certain things and certain topics that are driving us nuts to get that, <laughs> to get that feedback back, back from them would be just that'd be amazing literally so, be a game changer it'll be a game it's changer it's right so stick with us um, subscribe to us follow us interact and do you know another really interesting feature as well? And I love this one. I love it. And we're sticking by it because I, when I used to be on radio, I did this as well. If if you've got, probably some of you have got, a big enough pair of balls behind the screen to start throwing abuse about, and you can throw it at me, you can throw it at Little Wayne, or you can throw it at Martin, and Martin gets it. And, and I look at it sometimes and I think, oh, my God. I don't know how he puts up with half of it because some of it's horrendous. If you're going to say that kind of stuff, we're going to give you an opportunity to, to back it. So Come if you're going to be big enough to have a go, and look, I don't, I'm not condoning anybody go out there and start calling Martin or me or Little Wayne all names <laughs> under the sun again. But if you do, don't be surprised if one of us turns around and says to you, "Look, if you, if, if you if you're um, if you back yourself that much, you've got a, a big enough pair of balls to say it to us. We'll invite you on the pod. We'll have you on. We'll we'll invite you on. We'll give you a, a section." Come on, you can have it out with us. You can have your say. We can have our say. And hopefully at the end of it, we can shake hands and you can go away being a bit of a nicer person and rather than being a bit of a, a keyboard warrior. Well That's yeah. it. So, we can call it a keyboard warrior corner. That as well. And we're going to throw in little bits extra. We're going to do little bits more. Rises. Yeah, there's, oh yeah, yeah, sorry. And we're not, we're not doing that today, are we? No, we're not. We're, we're going to say we're going to give out some top, top prizes. But, we, oh yeah. Gonna, we are, and, and let me tell you as well, they are top top prize. I've seen, I've seen two of them today, and I'm like, wow, I, I can't. They're all from Martin. I can't, I can't. What can I give you? I've got nothing to. And they come with receipts. And they come with receipts. I've got a sign. I've got a sign John Barnes shirt, but you're not having that. But this <laughs> podcast, it doesn't mean that much to me. <laughs> but we've got all sorts coming up. Is what I'm trying to say. So subscribe, spread the word, get in touch, leave us a comment. If you listen to this pod today for the first time. Leave us a comment. Head over to Twitter. Head over to TikTok or Instagram or Facebook, YouTube. Leave us a comment. Tell us. Give us your us. opinion. Because we're only going to get better. Yeah, give us your opinion. Tell us what you want. If there's anything you want to hear on the pod, anything you want us to discuss, you know, there's any issues going out there that you think, that, oh, i tell you what would be a really good one. Grassroots people. If you've got some stories, come and talk to us. Come and give us your stories. Let us put your stories out there. It doesn't have to be negative. Let's put the positive ones out. Let's highlight the the unsung heroes in the grassroots game that do it week in, week out without getting paid for it. Let's let's do that. And Martin, yeah. Ref Support UK. Yeah. Hotline. Yeah. I thought it'd be uh, a really good time if people listen to this before they go out this weekend. And unfortunately true. somebody on silent gives us some abuse. Mm-hmm. Oh, 1966. Why, why did you get 1966, by the way? Maybe we could have some of our why I would choose 1966. Is that your birthday? No, no actually, Everton won the year FA Cup in 1966. Is there really? Is it? Yeah, I think. Wow. I'm pretty sure it is. I just remember yep. someone throwing that at me. But 
Yeah. Well, let's, we'll let it that bit out if you're wrong. No, 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 I'm not too sure. So listen, well, Martin, thank you. Bill Wayne, thank you. I think that's been a good start to you. That's all right. Pilot yeah, episode, and we'll see you next week. Bye bye.